0: This is Back to Life, Ohio Right to Life's podcast. I'm Jameson Weaver, the Director of Communications and Marketing.
1: And I'm Jessica Kaylor, the Director of Legislative Affairs. Today we're going to be talking about a bill that we actually passed in Ohio back in the fall of 2016, the Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. It's a bill that bans an abortion essentially after 20 weeks gestation.
0: So this bill is important, and the reason why we're bringing it up now is it's already on the books in Ohio, and it's in effect as of March of 2017. Um, but right um, today, actually, there will be a vote in the Senate on the federal version um, of the Pink Equal Unborn Child Protection Act. So we wanted to go into just a little bit of the science behind it, why we're so passionate about the bill, and why we think um, and believe it's the next step um in the National Strategy to End Abortion. So um, it's actually been supported in over 70 scientific studies that babies feel pain by at least 20 weeks gestation. There's a little bit of evidence that they they probably feel pain earlier, but it's Mm -hmm. pretty much like uh, agreed upon that they definitely feel pain by 20 weeks. The
1: the 20 weeks thing is also the fact that they feel pain in the t- entirety of their bodies. Clearly right. earlier on their nerves are developing and right. they're feeling pain even earlier than that but that is a definitive their entire body has pain sensors by that time.
0: Right so the really sad statistic statistics, excuse me that you've probably been hearing if you've heard any of the conversation around this bill is that the U.S. is one of only seven countries that allows abortion after 20 weeks and two of those countries are North Korea and China. Not really great company.
1: Not what list you want to be on with those two people. Especially when it
0: comes to human rights. Yeah and all of that. Not exactly. ideal at all. So Jessica's going to go in a little bit of just like the polling data in Ohio and then why this legislation is important nationally.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if we look at studies, there are studies that say that 67% of Ohioans support this kind of legislation and this kind of restriction. Wow. Also that 56% of people in Ohio are less likely to support a senator who would not vote for this bill. You know, so we're, we're coming up on an election cycle. You know, this right. is something this that All. really needs to be considered mm-hmm. um, by our congressional legislature,
0: mm-hmm. specifically Senator Sherrod Brown. Brown. So,
1: um, if you are listening, Senator Sherrod Brown, keep it keep an eye on this. Yeah, um, but. Just so you know, in the Senate, which is where the, this is going to have a vote, it's already been passed out of the House. Uh, but in the Senate, it needs 60 votes to pass. Um, we will see whether or not we can get to that 60-vote point. Um, but that's how much it would needed to be needed to pass it in the Senate. Um, also, Ohio is one of 20 states in which this is has been signed into law, right? Um, it is still standing. A lot of different abortion legislation that signed into law sometimes gets challenged. But in fact, ACLU said they wouldn't challenge this, and this is because they know they're going to lose if right. they challenge it in Ohio. That's why this is important to pass federally. This would be a right. new standard federally mm-hmm. as to what... Um, You can't, at what point you can and cannot have an abortion. And it's
0: important too because this is the first piece of legislation that really puts Ohio outside of the framework of Roe, Mm -hmm. which is really an archaic framework because, I mean, 45 years ago, the science was just altogether different when Mm -hmm. it comes to viability, which is the quote-unquote standard of Roe versus Wade.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Also really important that we are one of 20 states to do this. The more states pass this and put this into law, the more of a national mandate it is that this should become federal legislation. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are able to use that when states put these kind of laws on their books to be able to say, hey, we need to do this federally. So it's really important that states keep pushing forward on this be- and other you know pieces of pro-life legislation because it gives them founding in the federal um, federal realm to put this into law.
0: Right, yeah. So we're looking forward to hearing about the um, just what happens with that vote. And actually, wanted to um, share with you guys an interview that we did last week at the March for Life. Actually, I guess a week and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, we caught up with Congressman Brad Wenstrup, who's from the Cincinnati area, um, and he just gave us a little update on federal legislation, not only the pain-capable bill, but also um, the born Again, uh, born Again Survivors Act, I think yeah, I have, that's the term. Yeah, the term for um, babies who are born um, in botched abortions and that uh, there's stricter penalties for doctors who don't um, save them. Which and is, don't yeah, give right, them proper give medical them the proper treatment. Care, right. So um, just listen up for that. And we are about to go right over to the congressman. Okay, I'm here with Congressman Brad Wenstrip, and he's going to tell us a little bit about why he's pro-life and what's going on in the federal scene right now in the pro-life laws.
2: Well, there's a lot going on. Uh, Why am I pro-life? Because I can't imagine being anything but. Uh, As a doctor, and and, um, that's what I am first, this Congress thing came later. Right. Um, But as a doctor, the whole idea is to sustain life and, and look at the beauty of life and trying to improve lives, and that's how I take the role here in Congress as well. And today, in the House of Representatives, we passed a bill in the House that will make it illegal if you don't take care of a child who happens to be born alive, even if the intent was abortion. But beyond that, we're continually trying to take the science of life and show that we have children in the womb that are very much alive, very much human beings, and even passing legislation saying, well, at 20 weeks, they're capable of pain. So why would you, anyone, want to perform an abortion that that kills this life, that feels the pain of the abortion, and and continue to, to go further? To me, life is from conception, but let's keep... Giving the the message of the beauty of life, and I'm doing it on the other end too. You see, states now that have physician-assisted suicide. To me, that's that's beyond my imagination. Per se, I can't imagine as a doctor you'd ever want to write a prescription that says take your life. Uh, Doctors, humble doctors, should know you can be wrong, and you never know when divine intervention may play its hand or cures, and that's another form of divine intervention. It happens all the time. Years ago, my my sister had leukemia and she would have died within weeks if she didn't start to get treatment and she got to the point where she was capable of receiving a bone marrow transplant and the insurance company was saying, no, it's experimental. Well, guess what? We did it anyway. She's alive today. That's amazing. You know, she's a wife and a mother and has two, two kids. So it's just, like I said, it's just kind of beyond my imagination, the idea of wanting to destroy human life in any way shape or form.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Could you tell us a little bit about how the pain-capable bill is moving on the national level?
2: Well, again, we, we passed it through the House, right. so it goes over to the Senate. Right. Uh, we've sent over 400 bills to the Senate in 2017 and over 300 of them have not been touched. Wow, okay. That's a problem. That is a problem. And the American people should say that's a problem and ask them to giddy up uh, or get along. (laughs) Right.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the
2: time. Thank you.
0: We're so grateful for Congressman Wenstrip and how he took some time out of his day uh, to speak with us and tell us a little bit about federal legislation. So um, if you guys have any questions about what you heard today or you want to know what ended up happening with the bill, go over to our Facebook and check it out. We'll post an update of what ended up happening on the vote. Um, And then we'll put Jessica's email in the show Mm -hmm. notes if you want to go and – email her and ask her some questions about legislation going on in Ohio. She would love to give you a little update on our dismemberment abortion ban, which is the next step in the The national strategy.
1: More states that pass this, then we have another federal mandate to maybe pass that federally.
0: Yeah, so definitely a lot of exciting things on the horizon. Um, But so we just wanted to give you guys that update. Thanks so much for listening.